0: the ground game we've actually built the practices that people aspire to create history will prove one of us correct wait 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 wait, wait. you're not letting me finish bro this is how you become bulletproof bulletproof, bulletproof. what's up bulletproof people i went up to tennessee a couple weeks ago to speak for sully sullivan and his seattle study club and uh, while i was there we recorded a podcast with uh, sully from the millennial dentist and t-bone showed up so It was just the three of us having a great conversation. I was really proud of this. And I got a lot of great feedback from the millennial dentist audience because people really love this one. I'm hoping you feel the same way. And if so, uh, please drop a like or a comment as, and as always, people stay bulletproof. Take care, everybody. The issue is, is that you, in order to get unstuck, you have to be willing to make less money. Yes. So the most common question I get is how can I add associates and not take a hit in my bottom line? You can't.
1: Welcome back to the Millennial Dentist Podcast, a podcast all about working smarter, not harder. Pushing dentists to go beyond dental school dentistry and build the practice of your dreams. Here is your host, the Millennial Dentist himself, Dr. Sully Sullivan. Welcome back, everybody, to the Millennial Dentist Podcast. Uh, gosh, super pumped. Um, you know, just to be back recording again, I keep saying that, but I genuinely am am grateful to be doing this. Uh, it's therapeutic for me, but a very, very special guest in the house. Uh, someone that I look up to a lot. We've had a good bit of time catching up, talking. Um, you may know him from his own awesome podcast that he does, uh, with Dr. Peter Bolden, the Bulletproof podcast. Uh, but yeah, Craig Spodak's in the house.
0: Yeah, man. Good to be here. How are you? Well, I'm in the, I mean, like I was saying a minute ago, I'm like in the epicenter of the Sully world. I feel like I'm like in the, in your head because I get to see this experiment, this social experiment right. you have going on. Right. Called 3D Dentist and Sullivan Dental Partners. Today's
1: a fun day too because we got, you got, everything's in action. 3D yeah. Dentist is doing the admin day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I did a little work this morning. What'd you March. do? I delivered a hybrid. Okay. Saw a consult, which kicked, which was great because we, live stream that to the, the admin action that was happening, and then close that case, and then get to hang out. Yeah. So, it's been a good day.
0: Well, I'm excited What to do you What it. do you think? What do you think of the place? Um, I'm thoroughly impressed, buddy. Thoroughly impressed. Well, thank you. I'm blown away. Um, you know, I look at what you've accomplished, and, you know, you're 17 years younger than me, and it's incredible to see how far um, things have gone, how far you uh, have grown this thing. Um, I walked up, literally walked up because he didn't freaking pick me up.
1: Well, yeah. I. I T-Bone like, has it was my truck. Like, it's okay.
0: only 0.1 miles. <laughs> it, so I, it just sounds better, though. I feel like <laughs> I. Sully made, made me walk from me the hotel. Sully made walk. He flies me in
1: to speak to aesthetic club. Yeah.
0: And I'm I, having... It was 0.1 miles, but it's definitely not a walkable journey because as, as I was walking, people looked at me like, you know, is he okay? Is it, he why homeless? is this guy
2: walking? There's in certain this areas community. that are just
0: well walkable. <laughs> this is not a walkable community. Yeah. But anyway, nevertheless, I walked up. I'm like, holy Holy crap. Like this is just incredible. And then the dedication black that you put on the frontier to your, to your father and then to see the one that your father put to his father. It's, um, it's really cool as a multi-generational dentist as well. It's, uh, it, it feels, this feels very much like what I would create. Like our values are similar. I've, I'm very proud of the way your, your support team interacts with you. I have like a very good radar for culture. Yeah. You can smell, I can smell it and um you know just the, the the manner in which you lead it uh, i have a lot of respect for you buddy well thank I'm you really freaking proud of you you know it's, really proud of you
1: it's interesting you say because that the that's something that i think has been important that i've wanted to create is is especially the people that like that were there when it got it was hard like oh, yeah. I, I, I talked about this not too long ago but like the cost of growth like yeah. the mental emotional emotional cost of growth to you and to your your team members right and like us making that decision to go from the old building to double down on this or that like they don't necessarily like want to sign up for that no you know what i mean that like no. that makes their life harder a lot of times and that doesn't necessarily equate to more money then because there's not more money to give yeah um and so i think people don't necessarily totally think about that cost uh that that your team goes through to get where you're at and they were you know they were they were there were days and times where those are the people, only people you can lean on, you know. When when it's you're just doing everything you can to get to this point, to build this, and to do this, and so yeah, I, I'm I'm so I'm very grateful because uh, I could not have done it without them. And now it's it is fun to get to see everybody staying. You know, one of the things I I love is in our old building we had basically no team lounge or kitchen. We had like a small eight by eight room where. Yeah. You know, and then we had at that point we had probably eighteen employees. So it was like there was no most people went to their cars to
0: eat, they went off site to eat. That was probably just to get away from you,
1: you're probably my leadership skills at that point, You're probably exactly right. Okay.
0: I, <laughs> no, you're probably I, not wrong. I had a cheap shot, I, had I to take it. You gave me the um, idea, but I had a dunk, I I had a dunk on you. But
1: they were, yeah. uh, yeah, my team, the, those those people that were there, the Andreas and the Aubreys of, of the team, will tell you that, like, yeah, where I was. And where I, I know, I saw when different. I said
0: that, she was nodding her head, by the way. So we have a person <laughs> working in the background. I'm like, I said it.
1: Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, one of the things that's more fun now is to to come up at lunch and they're all out this summer on the patio yeah, eating together and like people yeah. want to be here. They're staying yeah. here. And I was like, well, like, that to that, me was really cool.
0: Well, the fact that you even like acknowledge the fact that it was hard on your team, you're, you're just miles ahead of the average dentist and the average leader that you consider that. Cause I think so many people don't even think about, um, Oh, we got, we got T bone here. Let's mic them up. Come on T
2: hop in here. T how are you? You had a good day? I had a great day. I put some stuff together. I want to review it. I I felt very productive today. I love that. Three-dentist stuff? Yeah, of course. That's great. Love that. All right. Well, what I'm here to do.
1: um, Well, okay, let's get back on task. So um, we we were talking about how, T, that a lot of times what we don't, we forget is that when we make significant changes in our practice, whether that's a new building, whether that's implementation or something, the cost that that comes to our team. And how important it is to recognize that cost to your team and that that ultimately, at what point you, you get through that, being able to reward your team, not necessarily financially, but just creating a culture where the people that are willing to go through that with you without the financial gain are there to kind of support you and you support them and create that culture of things.
2: Well, uh, I've just walked in on the conversation, so give me some context. Well, that was that.
0: I was just talking about, you know, like basically we just started recording a couple of moments ago okay. and uh, I walked up here and I've never, I didn't know much about uh, what Tully's created. I mean, right. I've seen pictures, but like it, you know, when you have a larger footprint like this, you have to physically see it. And, um, just, I've spent like two hours with him and, um, just the way he interacts with his team, what he's created, I'm just blown away. Yeah. Like I had to check myself saying like, am I just like a freaking idiot here? Like, what am I doing? Are you, you
2: doing know? something amazing? No, right? no. We call this
1: Spodak light over here. So
0: yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, I, I, but I'm just, I'm just telling you as I walked up, I felt, I felt that way. I felt, um, Am I? Am I? Am I as successful as it should be? I mean, he's. I'm old enough to be his dad. I figure out the numbers. You know, I'm 17 years older than Sully, and look at where he's at. And and again, uh, it was a brief fleeting thing. I just want to complete the thought. It was, it was, (laughs) was fleeting because I had to remind him. Then I talked
1: to him for two hours.
0: Yeah, Oh my God, this this guy needs a lot of work. No, he's just fucked up his head. (laughs) No, no, well that was part of it. No, I'm kidding. Well,
2: Craig, Craig, go ahead. But let me just
0: finish the thought. The thought was for as human beings, it, it is a normal emotion to say like, look what he's doing. I wonder if I'm doing enough. And it was fleeting because I'm like I'm just super proud of you, and I I love seeing people, um, grow great organizations for good reasons. Yeah. There's a lot of guys and and gals out there that create re- amazing organizations, but at the end they're just profit centers. I what I see here in the little time I spent, you know, dealing with this team is this beautiful culture. Yeah, it's a culture. Yeah, and it's yeah. supporting so many people. So I'm asking like, how long has that person been with you, and and how many how many employees here, but. For every employee that you have, there's a there's a network effect, and they're taking care of people's families. I'm just I'm really really freaking proud. I'm really proud of not only what 3D Dennis is doing, but like what you've built. It's it's really inspiring. inspiring. And I have a I have a very poor ability to lie. I got a great ability to bullshit. I can't lie, and I'm thoroughly <laughs> impressed. And I say that yeah, from my heart.
2: This could be. Oh, I
0: appreciate it. Thank you. It's been fun.
2: Well, what I've seen is is um mm-hmm. there was what I, I really you got to go next door and see where it started.
0: Yeah, okay, that, I but, saw it from an aerial. No, view.
2: no, you gotta, you gotta go in and see. Next I don't story. think
0: I'd fit in there. I'm six foot five. Yeah, you the would. You would have like, to duck to go through the hallway. And the yeah, window. yeah, Because yeah. the exterior ceiling is like seven feet tall. Yeah, so, so if there's duck work and electric, uh, yeah. it can't be more than five five. So, well, I mean, work
2: for well, Rick Rick Sullivan. Sullivan, but, yeah. Sullivan's are short. <laughs>
0: yeah. It works for or not.
2: But you know what? What? What I've seen, uh, having been here for some time with Sully, at least, is um. Is the culture has not changed. And, and I say this with love and respect to Sully, but to me, the culture started with Rick Sullivan. Now, I don't know before Rick, okay? But I know Rick. yeah. And so Rick has always started the culture, okay? Now, Sully has modernized that culture or millennialized that culture to yeah. a certain degree. It's but fitting. It's, but it's still Rick's culture, okay? And and I've seen that stay the same. And what I've seen is the fear that it took to build a place, okay, and... Um, and then who would ever thought it's too small? Yeah. And that's reality where it's at now. It's
0: My too, reality too as well, yeah.
2: Yeah, and and like, so it's no different than you, right? You, you guys are essentially the same story, okay? Your dad started a practice that was successful, okay? So, and then you taken something and gone to the 10th degree with it.
0: Yeah, just Sully did it faster.
2: But, but that's you know. normal, by the way. I think that's normal because you had no blueprint to go by, did you, Craig? No. No, no. right? So you were trailblazing that blueprint correct yeah and so and then like i had no blueprint to go by
1: yeah that was yeah. kind of my gift was i was i i and by all my own doing like i sought out and found but it was like okay I, I found a blueprint in you and i was like well i'm just gonna go listen to the dude and just he did it so i'm gonna double down on it yeah. i'm gonna listen to you from afar and try, start trying to double down on like on some of them my gift was just being a good copier
0: yeah, well, the building's the easy part if you really want to distill it down. I mean, I know the building's symbol- It's the risky part. Yeah, it is the risky part, the but for me, what happened to me, what I what I look, and again, I'm just an observer here, so I don't know the actual details, but I look at, you had really good intentions, and it was a partnership between you and your dad, and um, when I got to the building, I realized I'm ill-equipped to run this thing, and it was a total shit show. So there was like a seven- or eight-year period where like it was out of control, so I like, I jumped, I'm like, I did it for like, kind of like F you, I'll do it. And then I got there and I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it got really bad. I didn't see that part of you. So, so I see you, you landed here and you're kicking ass like right There
1: away. was a period, it may, not, it may not have been that long, but there was a period that was like that. I mean, how do you, how do you plan for that though? Because there's a lot of people out there that are like, you know, you get me- I know we all get messages that are like, do I take the jump? When do I take the jump? Am I ready to take the jump? And I don't know and if I, I would have been. No, you're never ready. Yeah. I don't know if I would have been more or less prepared, or would you have been more prepared? Could you have been more prepared?
0: You know, I just think, I don't think it's a question of prep, uh, preparation. It's a question of why. You're saying it's, a, so it's like, more of a, a concept of why are you doing it? Right. That's what I always pride myself on because I meet a lot of people that say, I want to do what Sully did, and I want to do at Bone. I'm always like, why, why, why? And at the end of the day, if the why isn't really good, That's I don't want them to do it. There's a lot of sh- most people have incredibly shitty whys If you really yeah, ask them, I don't them. care if wise money. I mean, I have no problem. Right, but with then that. there's a fat. There's an there's an easier way to do that too. Yeah. So yeah, like by real estate. Yeah, exactly. Buy <laughs> <My> commercial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why do you want to be a and that's the thing. Like people think like, oh, I want to own a practice. I'm like, well, why? Well, I want to make more money. I'm like, well, how much are you making as a dentist as an associate? You know, three, four, yeah. five, yeah. six, yeah. seven hundred. Most so, dentists
1: make five percent more because they own a practice. Well, I,
2: I,
0: I, so I, I, you I, work eighty percent. Yeah, more, exactly.
2: Yeah. I think something that people need to understand there's a distinction between owning a practice and owning a business. Oh, yeah.
0: When you own a practice, you just own a job. Yeah, but that's you what know? most are doing. Right, exactly. So most will say, I want to own a practice so they own a job. There's no entrepreneurial profit. Right. And that's a really enlightening process that we go through. I'm sure you go through yeah. it with millennial dentists as well. I mean, at 3D dentists as well. But... Like this exercise of take your P&L. yeah.
2: Are you actually making any money?
0: Right, and then I know you pay yourself a hundred grand a salary. Right, but you produced, you collected a million dollars. Are you, you willing really to owe yourself three hundred yeah, grand? Yeah. Are, are you willing to work for me for ten percent? because I'll true. give you twelve yeah. percent. I can, I, I'll give you twenty. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no joke. But when you take the PNL and you really boil it all down, and they look at paying themselves an associate and their profit and loss shows that it's they're negative, negative. Yeah. what a kick in the nuts! Are that my friends? No, you, no, you, you know. think that doesn't bother me. Well, frankly, the ladies that are in the <laughs> room.
1: No, honestly, that's. I think what's what's interesting is having having no discussion about that type of thing prior to this conversation. How aligned we are on that, and how the under how dentists have got to understand that whether they pay themselves, whether their accountant does it or not. On paper, they need to pay themselves as an associate so they can see you can't make decisions. Is before. this even worth?
0: Well, pain, and or what do I need to do to make it worth? And I want to speak to the listener that if they've followed in my footsteps, you know, I had a top line of four million dollars and a and a net profit of you know eight hundred something thousand at one point, and then I got to seven million and a net profit of negative one hundred thousand. Yeah. So talk about it total ass kicking like you just figure like as a simple business person I do a million dollars I make ten percent when I do two million dollars you know maybe it'll be t- it you know I'm um, you know 100 grand and a million 200 grand and two million that math does not always carry no,
2: it it's doesn't. it's hard to scale efficiency no it's always no, it it, I would say it's almost impossible to scale efficiency you know it, yeah it,
0: it's and not- if you're willing to work in your practice you can muddy all of it yeah so if you're if you're a good producer like the three of us were are you know, you can make a million or a million five and fix all your problems, all your money problems yeah, go but then, away. But then, they but don't then re- you're stuck there. <laughs> right, you're stuck there, right. Yeah, right. That's the negative. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm yeah. back in that seat again. I'm yeah. stuck in my office. Yeah. You know, I, I'm back working again and, and and so I'm stuck. And um so that that's the challenge is is getting unstuck.
0: Yeah, the practice. But the issue is, is that you, in order to get unstuck, you have to be willing to make less money. Yes. So the most common question I get is, how can I add associates and not take a hit in my bottom line? You can't. You can't. You You
2: have to take it for a short period of time.
0: Right. Look at, look. I was looking at, I was looking at his numbers. He was showing me some really detailed information about like how he, in certain months, was was training those doctors, and we saw like it was beautiful the way it played. His production went down by like eighty percent help them and now they're 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 going back up but so that was making about... the same and now. now the beauty is is he doesn't have he doesn't have to be here or, or right. yeah, portions
1: of the income that i was doing as the dentist are being replaced by which is yeah. exactly which is building a business right
0: right which is what i wanted to do personally my dad much like uh rick uh, ricky yeah, rick, rick rick uh loves dentistry he's 82 he's still kind of you know messing around the office i i i love dentistry i've done 25 years of it and i'm done i'm good you know, my my clinical practice now is um, I I had a very real conversation with my office manager. Is like, you know, you you're only generating X number of dollars per your room. Your room's more valuable than you're Somebody willing. Else, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll phase yeah, out. I, She's like, we'll retire you. You know,
2: it's amazing, I, Craig. Like we we speak the same language. It's, it's nuts. The value of real estate. It's not right? The value of an operatory, right? Because yeah. Like like my thing is is and I'm, I, my team gives me such a hard time about this. Our 3D team is is a hygienist is not the way to like you have a 10 by 10 operatory 10 by 12 whatever it is you know you could add a hygienist and a hygienist is worth 15 grand in direct revenue maybe 30 grand in ancillary revenue to the dentist right so that's $45,000 in in production from an operatory i'd argue i can bring a dentist in and produce more than that uh with that
0: same operatory. I I take a counter to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah i like i like, like to his counter to this. It's yeah, good.
0: Yeah. That's, so that's right I, that. I i thought the same and now um if you have, in in my experience, in my opinion, and it's very myopic because I have one office, but I get the privilege to work with other dentists, is the if you're going to not have the 1.5 to two hygienists per dentist, which is a traditional yeah. thing, you're going to have to supplant your business with a lot of marketing dollars. Yes. So, so a hygienist is not just the thirty thousand per month she produces. She she's the top. She's a wider top of funnel. She allows he or she allows more patients to flow through. So in my experience and what I want, I get I don't want to build a whole bunch of sullies. Yeah, because I think well, it's, it's not re- scalable. That's hard. It's, it's It is, sca- it is scalable. That's it's called limiting. clear choice. It's yeah. just it's yeah. Choice. It's, yeah, it's clear choice. It's it's but it requires a heavy duty. My 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 model. I would like to have greater service to the community, more hygiene, and get to that one point five to two hygienists per doctor. So yeah. I'm expanding my facility. I'm adding five. Yeah, adding, okay. yeah I'm adding five chairs. And all five will be hygienists. Yeah.
1: Now, a part of this, though, what's interesting is, okay, so... Where are you getting the hygienists from? That was what... So that was one thing was... Part of our our, our discussion on this has been a lot of recently is that, like, hygienes are more... It's becoming... They're getting more and more expensive. Right. I mean, in some areas, it's crazy what they're, what they're asking for. And right. They're hard to find. Right. In a lot of areas. Right. And so tr- helping people modify or grow their practices outside of being reliant on a hygiene base was one, one, one mindset behind it. And the other part kind of to his counterpoint, which I thought was interesting is that, and you, we see this is that most associates, as you grow an associate model don't have the diagnostic skills yeah, to, to get, extract at-bats. as much dentistry out of like, well, yeah. for us, it may take one hygienist to fill our schedule. Well, you know, they may be like you two or 10 or three. 12
0: patients a month. A, right. a green associate needs 50. Yes. Cause they're going to strike out so much and they don't see the forest. They don't trees. see
1: the dentistry. They yeah. can't communicate the yeah.
0: dentistry. Yeah. All those things. So, right. so it depends on what it. And I'm, re, I'm being a realist about my model and what I want to provide with that. I, I also. And we're seeing that with mine because I, I, I'm, we're reliant on my ability to
1: feed them more Right. Let's
2: assume, let's keep them on. Let me take a counterpoint, well, not a counterpoint, just a try to defend myself here a little bit. Um, let's assume I'm not willing to add to my facility or I'm incapable of adding to my facility because I don't have the extra land next door, and then I would have to totally build a new place. Now, what am I supposed to do in that situation?
0: Well, what has you, wh- why do you, we've made a presumption that you should add. You know, I want to add because I just, I don't need to add. I don't, I, you know, I, I, this is a hard expansion for me because it's a lot of money because of the way my buildings laid right. out. So the cost to add the operatories is egregious. I won't tell you because I feel, I feel bad about what I'm, I, I just, <laughs> um, I would tell me to go F myself if I if someone told me what I
1: to do. Team definitely would. It's bad. Yeah. Five it's, yeah, it's, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. But I but I believe that, you know, there's a there's a community need to serve the hygiene to serve the community better. And I also believe it's a more sustainable model for my specific yeah, it, dental. Because
1: he's building Invisalign, trying to have yes. more people coming yeah. that way.
0: So it's, you know, every dental practice, the, I think we do a great disservice to our profession by cutting, by painting with such broad brush strips. Yes. Because when I go to this practice versus my buddy Trey, uh, Trey Tippett or Dwight Pecor, your anybody's practice, it is literally like a completely different yeah. business. It's about what they want. what's they want. And, yeah. and and when we say what you should do or what my model, it's just so nuanced, your area, your location, your demographics, your work style, what you want. I'm a raging extrovert. I want to be surrounded by 50 people, uh, all at all times. I lo- I get energy from being around people. There's a lot of introverted dentists. In fact, most of us dentists are introverted. They would hate this. They would hate what you've created. I think the
1: challenge, though, in in growing in that way is that most dentists don't have your leadership skills.
0: I didn't uh, have my leadership skills,
2: well, and that, and that, <laughs> but they're incapable, but
0: they're incapable of learning it. Well, I was incapable and unwilling to learn it and had so many people crying and quitting that finally it's like an alcoholic. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I got sick of my sickness. You know how many nights I went to bed like thinking about blowing up at something and not blowing up. I'm not, I'm just tall and I have a lot of energy. So if I say, if I look at you, some people wrong, they can get devastated yes, by exciting, that. Right. It's Absolutely. intimidating. I that. So it wasn't, above, right? I wasn't saying like, Oh, what's your problem? I can't, I never did that. I was, you know, but my body language, you know, walk away. And then they'd cry and I'd be in bed at night thinking like, what type of asshole am I that I made this poor person cry? And I felt terrible about it. And I'm like, I might, I just, maybe I should just quit this whole thing. And it was a very hard process for me to realize that I had to just change the way I occur to people. And I asked my team, like, do you know when I'm in a bad mood? They say, yeah, you walk different. You breathe different. I'm like, well, could you help me, like, when I'm in that bad mood? Because I don't even know I'm doing it. Like, they would say, like, what am I going to do to you? Like, go tell you to... I'm like, yeah, just tell me anything. And sure enough, they would go over to me and say, like, hey, fix yourself. Like, go to to your office. Don't come to me and be like, hey, you need to go apologize to so-and-so. Right. Right. But that it is not that... It is the willingness to to be an observer of your character and say, "I do not like this." So, what does you do differently? Because if someone like how to how
1: to how does someone start to change that leadership ability when they're like, "I have no idea how to lead and coach people."
0: How get, do you do- get training? Get training. I mean, you know, there's some people that think they're great at tennis and they suck. I mean, how should sure. get training?
2: Yeah. I well, know you're, you're great at tennis if you're only playing people lesser than you.
0: I just right. well, I, I I put myself in a very hard tournament, so for me it was sink or swim. That's what I that's what I was trying to point to. I think earlier when I said I feel like you arrived here for the right reasons. Yeah. you know, like your leadership was refined. I got there and I was ill equipped.
1: I had intent. I had I was I was uh, fortunate because T-Bone had in my ear like we have to have intentionality and clarity. Yeah, like if if we don't have clarity. What, a great what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying term, to. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, as as far as I could believe that I could even, you know, yeah. you can look really dreams like someone, like, how did you? It's like, well, gosh, I never, you know, if you had asked me 10 years, seven years ago, five years ago, that this would, like, you, how could I predict what will happen in the next yeah. five to 10 years? I mean, you, it's really difficult to. So you have to have the best intentionality and clarity going into something that you can. And that was helpful because, I mean, I remember there were certain decisions where he would ask me, like, like the switch glasses, one of them. He's like, and "Is this? Do you need this, or is this about ego?" And he was like, "I don't, awesome. I don't, I don't have a problem if it's ego. I just think it's important that we have we we have clarity on why we're building ops the way, yeah. why we're doing things, and and be okay with the ramifications of of those decisions." And I think that was honestly what helped me us uh, us adapt well into the new space and not feel such quite chaos, just because we we had a very clear vision of what we were trying to.
0: Yeah, that's great. it's great. It's great that you had uh, T Bone for that because that's a real friend. Uh, you know, a real friend is one that challenges you, and I think a lot of uh, people just want to, be, oh, go get him, go get him. Like, what the hell is that guy doing? So that's a real friend to you. That, well, like
2: you said, that, and, listening, and that's what I was kind of pointing out earlier. Is like you're a great tennis using that with the tennis player. You're a great tennis player if that's all. If you hang out with people lesser than you, right? Yeah. And so you're, and and here's the challenge for most dentists, and is that uh, we're hanging out with people that aren't motivated as us. Okay, if we stay in our little bubble of the local dental society, XYZ, uh, we're surrounded by people that we pay so they don't ever challenge
0: us. That's a big problem. Yeah. Know, so. yeah.
2: And, 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 <laughs> or we don't, you know, and, and so that, that's part of the challenge is, is that we've got to get out and we've got to push ourselves. We've got to get uncomfortable, uh, you know, and, and most of us, most people aren't willing to,
0: to do that. Well, 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 let me ask you, why do you have to, Get yourself uncomfortable? Why do you have to push yourself? Why do you have to you challenge yourself? You, you don't have to. Yeah.
2: long as, then what I tell, what I tell, look, I'm a pretty direct person, is is if somebody's, if you're complaining about something, then you need to get uncomfortable so you can stop complaining about it.
0: Yeah. Okay? Whatever you're not changing or choosing. Right. And yeah. so,
2: and if you're, if you're happy with, like, I'm jealous of people that are happy with, I call it this yeah, talk like, about that. Like, I'm so jealous of people that are just happy. You know, I'm like, God, I wish I could just be happy. And you know? you're not happy? No, I'm, let me back up. Content.
0: Okay, People you're not content. Keep,
2: I, no, because I, I keep wanting to I I I've got to keep creating.
0: Okay, so we're,
2: we're,
0: let me. I just wanted yeah, to go in. Yeah, let's you know, go. I'm, for not, it. I'm not gonna. Let's, I'm not. Let's I'm, me. No, no. I I I. I oh, we, no! I'm not gonna be able to do that. I just wanna. I just wanna know what drives you. So you're not content.
2: No, because I wanna. I, because if I'm not making progress, I'm I'm I. In my opinion, I'm dying.
0: Right. Well, you are dying. First yeah, of all, sure, so sure. I just hate to break That's it. Just, that out of, your head. Yeah, uh, yeah. of
2: years I feel like I've extended my life a little bit.
0: So. Okay, but but tell me like what does progress mean? I mean, look look at what I I walked into this place. There's I don't know, 20 office managers in here right now, maybe yeah. more. And I only listened to maybe 5 minutes of it, but you made those lives better by yeah, what you were course. saying. I heard that what you were guys talking about empowerment and and helping them find their their true purpose and then going through the, and and look at the people around here, like what what is the I want measure more of that?
2: Okay, I want to touch more. I want to affect more people.
0: And it, yeah, okay, that's interesting. I I don't know, and maybe this is like I'm in a weird stage right now, and, I, and I'm bouncing off of Peter with this stuff too, because Peter's like you, and I'm talking to my buddy Trey Tippett the other day. He's like, I I've, I'm only if I'm three off this offices this year, I want to open up forty next year. I want to get a billion dollars. He'd probably kill me for saying this, yeah. but he's a pretty transparent person. I'm like, wow, like I'm like. Yeah. As he's talking to me, I'm like at my farm. Like, you're like, I want nothing to do with this. I'm I'm like, I'm not driven by money. No, I know. I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that. I'm
2: driven by how many more people can I impact? Look, Craig, for me, it's pretty simple. Okay. Dentistry has been an unbelievable profession to my family. Okay. To my dad, who left India as a dentist, never practiced in the United States of America, did denture lab work as a side gig to help our family survive. For me, watching him do make dentures in our basement and let me back up in our motel kitchen yeah okay that that inspired me to want to be a dentist to you know growing up with pretty much nothing right to building a building a practice that supported me to building a business that um supported other people Right. to being able to be, be out and be able to expect other lives and what i'm seeing now is more and more people are unhappy with dentistry than ever and it yeah. doesn't it doesn't have to be that way
0: right but and, that's what we're doing right now yeah so we're fulfilling that purpose we're reaching more people today. But i want
2: to reach even more i want to i, I want to what, the, what, with what, the dentist
0: uh, yeah it's, it's just interesting because that's what we're doing right now yeah. so we're like you just said i want to reach more people we just decided to dr- drop this podcast there's going yeah. to be more people yeah. reach because we just decided to do this and someone's listening right now saying i feel the same way i'm really unhappy with dentistry and the beautiful thing about dentistry is, all three of us have discovered is it can be leveraged to maximize oh, whatever you it, want. It, it, we all practice differently. We, but different doing, this is dentistry right now. Mm-hmm. We're not. There's no handpieces around us. This yeah. is we're talking to dentists. Oh. You're supporting our office, office is medicine.
1: running. My office is running. Right. His office is running.
0: but yeah. well,
2: it's uh, it's uh, past three o'clock, so it's closed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I just think I just I I um I think it it speaks more to my bias where I'm at. You know, I was just talking about something with a, a personal friend of mine that he's running really hard. He's a he's a uh, inspirational guy. And he's just pushing and, and exhausting himself, like, in every possible way. I was talking to his wife. I'm like, why is he doing that? Like, he shouldn't do that. And she says, it's it's probably more about you, Spodak, than him. Like, you're trying to soften, you know, I think I'm trying to soften my, um, I don't know, I'm getting lost with this. Your transition to contentment? know. Uh, I. That, I. No. Maybe. I, I. Maybe. I feel guilty about not being so fucking motivated.
1: Like. Cause, cause, like. I don't know. Cause. Maybe but at some point, is. like, that's the part that I like. You know, I. I like to see it because, like, to me, I'm like, okay, as someone who, like, as a, as a watcher, you know, it does, I don't know you that well, you know, from the outside, the times we've gotten to kind of catch up and whatnot, but seeing someone who's like, okay, they built this, and then at some point they said, it's, it's enough.
0: Right, but it, but the same token, like if some PE company came over and said we'll pay you twenty five times EBITDA, twenty five multiple, which we all know is Imposs- a, 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 impossible, right. I would actually say no. So I. But I, that's uh, because
1: it's trans. You've you've transitioned to a different level
0: of in your life where it's like okay, it's not I need, about the money. I need it though. I love my organization. I love what i that. I love it. So it's like it's like a a part of my like I, I did have a DSO at one point. Tell Peter and I name your number. We didn't name our numbers. Peter regrets that, by the way. So, like, yeah, Peter's like, well, the numbers are different now, right? Well, yeah. you know, but I just, I I really thought about it. I was like 85, 90% in my head, I'm going to do it. And then it felt like an existential thing for me, like a death. And I, I was so clear and so visceral to me that I didn't want to do that.
2: interesting. I signed papers to sell.
0: Yeah. you know, I signed the LOI. Uh, yeah,
2: so but same. But, yeah.
0: but when it came down to it, it was so clear that I didn't want to do that. I felt like I was dying. Like yeah. the way you said, I feel you're either growing or die. I felt like this would kill me. Yeah. And I, and I said, well, am I being irresponsible to my family? You know,
2: Frank, you have, you have, well, I would argue that you have a greater purpose and a greater skill.
0: And uh, but that, Then what?
2: Then being a dentist.
0: I'm being yeah. a dentist right now. I, I, sure
2: we're, we're being different types of
0: dentistry. yeah but i'm not practicing much clinical dentistry yeah, but, but i can advise the dentist that i work with and stuff like that so i still you know there was something on facebook the other week um i i guess um we someone did a video tour of my practice and it kind of went more viral and the, uh, there's a lot of people in the and dental and dentistry that don't know what our what the practice this looks practice like, looks like yeah. mine and someone wrote it's a dental consultant he's like why would this person become a dentist if they're just going to open up that most dentists want to become dentists because they want to help people and see patients this guy clearly wasted his time becoming a dentist. which could be
1: couldn't be more wrong of
0: a, a yeah, assumption. And, and yeah. Uh, so he doesn't expect someone tags me and says at craig like talk to this guy yeah. i was like first of all how do you know what most dentists want you know and how do you know that it didn't serve patients for 25 years and also how do you do this if you're not a dentist could you do this if you weren't a dentist? No. no. Could you take two months off of your clinical production and help those two new associates no. to the level you no. did? Yeah. Could you design the place like that? No. None of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's dentist. Like, our, our, our ability to dentist is what gives us the freedom and the economics to create. Right. It's really like a license to leverage that creation. That's how my
2: dad sold me on dentistry. What you want to do. He says dentistry is a capital income producer. And then you can be an entrepreneur with the money you. Interesting. Get to,
0: that's how your sold, dad told you that. That's how he sold. me a Oh, dentistry. you're so lucky that you yeah. had a dad like. I mean, yeah, talk about yeah. four. I mean, well, yeah, you're yeah. like an Indian uh, Kiyosaki. whatever that is. But yeah. oh, uh, rich that poor dad. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah, okay,
2: yeah. yeah. And but I haven't done. I mean, yeah, I mean, but but that's what dentistry has been for me. From whether it was the Dentaltown meeting to other investments I've done to 3D dentists, all that money has come from the practice,
0: Right, right? And, and, and your day job created a money machine. Yeah,
2: right. And, and and that's where my real passion is. My real passion. I'm I'm fortunate, humbly to self, at least. I believe I'm a good dentist, right?
0: Oh, of course you are.
2: But you know, my real passion is all the other stuff I get to do, as a, as you call still being a dentist, which I don't consider being a dentist. I consider that being a, a, a you know leader, being a you know inspirer, coach, a coach for somebody, right? Yeah. That's where that's where my real passion is—is is, is helping others. Like I get so much pride out of seeing Sully be more successful than me. Yeah, you know, it, it just—it gives me so much joy. And I have people who say to me, like, "Why haven't you grown your practice?" And, and my ego wants to, I could, but it's not where it's not where my energy needs to go. Like, right. For me to get where I want to get to, for my happiness, like being stuck in the office, having to to grind, is not enjoyable to
0: me. Are you still doing that? Yeah, two days a week. Okay. Yeah. So if you had a magic wand, would you wave it and not be there anymore? grinding
2: uh take Go- away some life circumstances then yes okay yeah absolutely
0: got it yeah i would 100%. so what so what's next what do you if you so you're extricate yourself from your the chairside dentistry what would you want to do because well, you mentioned bigger the dentistry i would, I would, extricate, dentistry. I would said-
2: extricate myself from being the primary owner of the practice okay okay owner or producer uh well i would start with being the primary owner Get rid of, extricate myself from that.
0: Couldn't you have it be that you're not the primary producer, be the primary owner?
2: Yes, the answer is absolutely.
0: Of course, you could. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. the answer is yes. That's Uh, you, right? Yeah, Yeah. primary owner, not primary producer. I want to have. My brain doesn't allow me to 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 not allowing me to self to separate myself in two different places very well right now.
0: From what to what?
2: From my practice to 3D. Okay. Yeah. I'm caught in. I'm literally. You know, my practice is like, hey, we can get more patients for you to work a third day, three D's Like, we need to. We I'm trying to grow that. Yeah, and there's only so so much day and time and mental bandwidth I have. Yeah, I don't have the bandwidth I had when I was 35 years old.
0: Yeah, okay, I, I because of your just like your your the aging process, or you're more occupied.
2: Uh, I would argue it's I'm more comfortable and as much as i say i'm not content i'm yeah. comfortable and content i know
0: me right? too me too. You, you
2: know what i mean i've made how old are you team on 47
0: okay i'm 52 yeah, i think so, it, things do change though no, you got to be cognizant of that
2: i can't hustle the way i can't i'm not saying i can't hustle the, the way i used to i don't have to hustle the way right I used to, well right? comfort it's right. comfort you know and,
0: you know and, you have passive income that's no. like your passive income was your dream dental income when you started no shit yeah, yeah. that's a big deal yeah
2: you know and and um yeah, I don't I don't want to be a clinic, practicing clinical dentist 3 years from now. Okay, so they got to fix that. Yeah,
0: 3 of years you got to
2: walk yeah. backwards from. Right. It. And and so we, for me just to be totally transparent, the challenge I had 3 years ago is I was 50-60% of the practice revenue. Okay? So I had to dial that down to make it even more sellable. Okay? And then then shit changed again and I'm now I'm back to being 50-60% yeah. of the practice revenue yeah. right? because I I had to from life circumstances. Yeah. To ramp back up, yeah, and so now just like I did before, now I'm gonna, I got yeah. to figure out ramp so back you're, down.
0: so you're you're coming at the back of a cycle of yes. getting your ass kicked.
2: Yes. So basically. the optics, I got my ass kicked.
0: Right, but the optics of what you're speaking to is more emotional than you know, so, you know, it's more, it's the situation. Yeah. So this is Maybe, yeah, it, it could like a, it could but very but well the be that's
2: unique part about it. But I'm afraid, it? I'm sorry, I'm afraid that if I don't try to figure out how to exit. That the same shit's gonna happen to me again. The emotion part of me is, yeah. is has that fear, like, oh my God, if I let's say I I, I find a way to make myself 10, 20 percent again, and then I have this fear, like, that I'm that if something if some I get my ass kicked, somebody leaves, X Y Z happens, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to step back in, mm-hmm. and that's gonna hold me back from what I'm really passionate about, and and I'm not willing to take that risk this time. I'm just not.
0: So then tell me, if you don't mind, what's the real passion then?
2: It's the coaching and training.
0: Okay, but yeah. for whom? Because you said it's bigger than dentistry. Do you have an idea of doing something bigger than dentistry, or are no, you not liberty to say?
2: No, no, no. I, I look. I'm, I am very, very comfortable that my station in life is going to be to work with dentists. Okay. I, 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 my ego and my humble ego says I have more to give. But, it's
0: interesting. Sully was saying that too. Uh,
2: <clears throat> but I have more to give. But I am very, very happy to give in this arena because, and I, and I say this with pure believe there aren't, and there's too many vultures in our profession. Okay. And there's not enough pure hearted people like us three in this room. Okay. That if I left that they were, I, I, again, humbly, there would be a vacuum that a vulture would fill.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: And I'm not money. I'm not, I'm money conscious. I'm not money motivated. Okay. And, and so yeah, I'm I'm very happy being in dentistry because there's there, the dentistry has made it so easy for someone like me to, to exist, uh, and to have a,
0: a unique voice. Well, you also could also because there's so many freaking vultures yes there's so many predatory practices whether they're financial planners or quasi-consultants or people well, who just hyper that haven't owned
2: a practice since yeah. 1980
0: or, or, or however or how about consultants that really are not consultants but yeah. they're financial services company and they teach you how to like optimize your hygiene program but then they sell you a whole bunch of shitty whole life insurance yeah. or something it is we we don't have it we we are being pre- we are we are prey yeah we're of being we are. we're being preyed upon. So it, the, I, I wish, and I say this humbly as well, that there'd be more T-bones or Sully's yeah. out there. Who, and uh,
2: but, but here's the beauty of it. We will create more of that Yeah. as we get out there and spread our message and allow people to join our movement, our yeah. cause, our belief, whatever it is, right? Yep. Uh, as, as we can help that. Because dentistry does not, look, dentistry does not have to go the way of medicine. Okay, medicine is jacked. Yeah. Okay. Medicine and and I come from a family of seeing physicians prosper. Prosper through, you know, Indians like we were like, they used to have ads in India to bring physicians to this country, okay? Yeah. And they would come here in the in the seventies and eighties and just out hustle, just get rich and wealthy. Okay? Oh yeah. Okay. And and I've seen that and what I've seen is that the medicine it sucks. Yeah, it does. It sucks, and and we are on a we are on a path to that, and that's fine if our profession chooses that. That's a choice we all make. I'll be dead, okay, so it won't matter to me. But uh, we don't have to go down that route. But at the same time, we cannot stay the cottage, non business oriented that worked in the nineteen eighties and nineties. We can't stay that anymore because our competition is no longer. The semi-smart dentist down the street, our competition is Wall Street. This is
0: business. Oh, yeah. our competition is MBAs. And they're really good. They, they, well, the DSOs are getting much they're, better. They're much great, better. man. And, you yeah. know, there's a lot of, there's, and I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating for anybody to go join a DSO, but like in the last two months, I have had to talk five different dentists off the ledge that they're working for a private dentist office that has not paid them at all, mm. like completely defrauded them. So like, yes, the, the private dental office on the street will pay you 32 or 35 and the DSL may only pay you 29, yeah, but, but the DSL will fucking pay you. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's, you know, so, I mean, all it's just like, it's making me very dark on what yeah. the private dental market is like, unfortunately. And I want to circle back to one thing. I don't know if this is the time, but you're talking about I'm hygiene. Talking about, yeah. You said hygiene. How are we going to hygiene? I think the greatest fracture in dentistry is the dentist hygiene relationship is totally fucked and it's really upsetting me. So I'm batting a hundred now, every time I meet a hygienist anywhere, I say, what is your ideal salary per hour? They always tell me that hundred percent. They can always answer that. And hundred percent of the time that I ask a hygienist, what do you produce or collect in any given week or month of your career? They can't answer They can never answer it. So by virtue of not having proper business language where no one's speaking, proper the the transparency, transparency, just language, we can't even talk. There's going to be a disconnect. You know, it's like we all have a marketplace that knows our value based on what we bring to the table. You know, so everything for providers is eat what you kill, except maybe the Cleveland Clinic, which is a different model. But the hygienist as a provider does not have that value, they don't understand it. So I'm really proud of Bulletproof. We have that bulletproof hygiene Hygiene thing thing. and that we build a compensation that's based on productivity. So, and, and, and what muddies the waters even more is there's a whole bunch of. Um, CPAs out there that are telling dentists things like, you're paying your, de- your hygienist $50 per hour, you need to fire her. You well, can't you know, pay her you that.
2: Replace them with a $60 an hour.
0: Person. Well, well what me. what I would do is when you do the numbers, your $50 per hour hygienist could actually be fairly compensated, and your $24 per hour one could be, could be overpaid. completely overpaid. Yeah. yeah, it depends on what they
2: produce. What right. Value but is to the but
0: in dentistry, we don't understand percentages. Yeah. So people will say, like, yeah, I'm going to Sullivan Dental Partners. Yeah, I'm paying for this whole place. No, dude, we have one CT machine. We'd have six for each doctor. The dentist on the street, one doctor, one CT, one doctor, one CEREC. This is being leveraged. There's a economies yeah. of scale happening here. So p- dentists don't understand, you know. Even that that hate post that I was uh, tagged on, where it's like, imagine what his 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 rent's probably thirty thousand a month. Five more. Yeah, it is. It's fifty-five, but guess what? It's three percent on my top yeah, line. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. Your three thousand-dollar office is eighteen percent. Like people yes. that
2: say that, like when I when I share when we're talking, is okay if I share your marketing numbers? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, when somebody says, somebody says, you know, I, I have a couple of these things. Of like if you want to do what we we're doing, then you got to did what we did. Okay, and so. If you want to do fifteen arches a month, then you need to spend twenty grand a month in the marketing. Right. Okay. And they're like, "Well, yeah. I would never spend twenty grand a month. It's ridiculous. I go, can I, never do that. Yep. I would spend forty thousand dollars a month. Because, right. Because once I, I, I buy- would be spending more if I had another doctor more right, right. arches. It's, right. I mean, right. Like, 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 yeah. Like we have a like a friend of ours. His marketing was working so good, he turned it off. Right. I go. I go. Why yeah. would you turn it off? just double down yeah. on it,
0: Yeah, you need, You have a doctor, an operatory problem. Yeah. You don't have a marketing problem. You have oh, a doctor. Okay. You need more doctors. But that's the way a typical dentist thinks. They think in the empirical number, not the percentage of yeah. the revenue.
2: And, and it's crazy. And if we go on on that lines, we had a one of our one of our India guys. He says, my accountant says I need to be at twenty five percent. I go, yes.
0: At that the profit end of
2: the year. So for his team cost, oh. I go at the end of the year. Yes, that's the number we want to be at. But he says, if I hire somebody, it's going to be more than twenty-five yes. percent. So I go, yes, okay, but they're going to produce at some point in time. Oh so God. for two, one, two, yeah. three, four yes. months period, you're going to yes. go to thirty percent, right. okay? But then they will bring it yeah. back down to twenty-five.
0: Like, arguably, at that point, I'm typically selling that too could many rubble. cars. But if I buy more inventory, <laughs> I'll spend more money, and I won't be able. Yeah, no, you buy the inventory, you sell, I, it, and no one teaches us this. Yeah. I think the reason why the hygiene dental. Um, relationship is fractured is because we don't have this training in dental school. Yeah. You know, there's it's really scary. And even my dad, God bless him, a wonderful dentist, but he never understood any of this stuff.
1: Well, yeah. and and then we don't we don't have the leadership then to take take the time to work through those relationships and build those and reset things. I mean, that's the challenge we see, and I'm sure you see it that our doctors are so busy. Grinding, yeah, so busy producing, that right. They won't build a any, five any fifteen
0: sort of when it's time to work oh. on the business. You're fucking exhausted. Yes. So there's
1: no time for coaching.
0: There's no, no time to lead. There's no. no time to work on your business. No, it's the tyranny of the urgent, the toilet, the I person, mean, the broken temporary. It's always you're always dealing with something urgent. It was amazing over the past. And, like, then, and then it compounded. Started to, to, no. to cut you off. Our colleagues make it worse since you're not working today, Doctor Sullivan. Since you're not working, you're not, you're not working today. No, I'm just not seeing patients. Yes. Well, you're not working. You're not working. You're oh only,
2: my you're god, not, it's amazing. Yeah, right? but, I'm dealing with this with my my main, the person that fills my schedule. Yeah, you're not working today. I'm like, like, what do you mean I'm not working? I'm yeah. working, to, yeah, yeah, more now well, than like, I need like like to. Yeah. Or here, you don't let me have a day to figure out how to mill the zirconia hybrids <laughs> yeah, right. and how to paint them. Right. I will never be
0: able to. Well, beyond that, that, what about like looking at the numbers and trying to find supports that like we are our own worst critics. Like you know, you don't work anymore. I'm like no, I'm and, in the office and, five days yeah, a Yeah,
2: literally. Yeah, and that's why private equity is crushing us. Exactly. Because they work yeah. on their businesses. They work oh, on yeah. they somebody to work on. Sure. sure. yes. Well, they that's don't see. Me.
0: They don't see patients, so they're never working. Yeah. They have tons of time. And,
2: and, yeah, they,
0: and never but, <laughs> they never and work. They never work. All the they, DSOs guys out there never work. Don't work. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, it's it's cuckoo. I like it's such an amazing profession,
0: Craig. Oh <laughs> I my mean, god, I'm really, so yeah. Like, what
2: other profession do you have a faucet that you can turn on and turn off?
0: Yeah, you mean PPOs, right?
2: Or, or PPO, or oh. just anything. Or patient, working yeah. more, what, hey, you know. I had a third kid. I need to make more. Money. Go if learn you're... to do another skill. I, yeah, like
0: yeah, like, add add to your make, scope. Yeah, yeah, we have so, so yeah. many opportunities. Like, just an like, extra so day the, a week. Yes, like I this need to make is, more money. I can like, go to the well. I can go to the well. <laughs> yes, the fa- and, and I can turn the
2: faucet on. Yeah. and let's pretend there's no well to go to. Let's pretend I'm working all the hours, all the days, right. everything. Then you know what you can do. You can you can take the least profitable procedure off the table right. and replace it with a slightly more profitable procedure, right. right? Yeah. And and so, you know, I can take the milk off the shelf and replace it with M&Ms. I'm just yeah. making that up because it's yeah. more profitable,
0: You're right? showing your in store background, yeah. by the way. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> he learned that from his dad, too. <laughs> and, and so what profession gives us that ability? No, and beautiful. on top of that... We get to be altruistic guests. We get to help patients. None of them like, most of them don't like us. But we get to help. We get to, you know, um, we get to help people make an amazing living doing a profession versus going out and being, like, literally laborers. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, I, I don't know the statistics, but I will argue that probably... Half of dental team members have an associate's college degree at best, okay? And we get to help so many of them and how many, you know, I, I remember so many years ago, Melinda, who's my first employee, she sat down with me one day at our Christmas party. She goes, remember it was just me and you at our Christmas party?
0: And she, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to call a Christmas party. Yeah.
2: And then she goes, I look around, today it's 40 of us. Wow. You know, and, and she goes, it's it's like you guys have built this. Like, think about how many lives you're affecting. And that was just employees. That wasn't families. Right. You know, that wasn't kids. That wasn't anything. And and see, to me, that, that's the noblest part of what we do, is yeah. the ability to affect the lives. And, and let's, look, let's look at it this way. Let's look at, like, uh, Megan in my office or Meredith in my office and Aubrey in your office and Andrea in your office. Like, we've taken them, we've given them the ability to go from entry-level... To the next level, to the next level, to the next level, to the next level.
0: And, like, it's very rewarding.
2: It's it's so amazing.
0: Yeah, no, it's cool. And I love the fact that just by virtue of the dentist-patient uh, relationship, we get to focus on people getting optimally well, kind of like a physical, like a trainer or something like that. Medical doctors come in and out of your life for, for crisis, you know, even your family practitioner. Usually, a is, is here at this point exactly, and that's all it's distilled down to. And unfortunately, with the compensation reimbursements, they can't afford to talk to you, mm-hmm. it's so fast. So we're still in this zone where we get to see people regularly when they're not sick, and just talking to them. I and mean, for a person like me who loves relationships and you know multi generational practice as well, like that is what fulfills me. So the relationships of the team, the relationships of the um of the of the patients, but the beautiful um thing about dentistry on top of that all is it's flexible. Yeah. So if you are in a situation where you're trapped and you are negative in your entrepreneurial profit you can actually take your book of business and bring it to a guy like that's you right. or Sully. No not even that no, you can actually work, just or just work with another doctor yeah. or or sell it or I mean look you can go anywhere in the United States that will honor your license <laughs> and you can open up a practice and yeah, you'll be fine.
2: Like, like, like in America I, I joke but this is like a dentist again. Back to how amazing dentistry is. At the end of the day, you can declare bankruptcy and go get a job making a couple of hundred grand a year.
0: Yeah, try that as a restaurateur. tour. Right. When, when you convince a couple investors to yeah. invest three million dollars in your restaurant and it bombs, yeah, you're done.
2: You're done. So you're that's what, what, you what I do. Go what, get a job as a cook I, for fifteen bucks. And that's an what
0: I thought too. By the way, when I built my building, I said the worst case scenario yeah. at the time. California is a different place when I built my building, but I said the worst possible, the, the worst case scenario. I'm going to move to Carmel, California. And I'll find a dentist to work with, or maybe I'll buy just two or three chairs yeah. and I'll be set. I'll make two, 300 grand. Who cares? Yeah, that's, that's a good pretty letter. good, and if that's your worst case scenario, right, but that's, it's but like why, they always why? say that they always say that thing, like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? That's what dentistry, dentistry is. is. That's what dentistry is. You won't well, fail in the,
2: in the, in the micro.
0: Yeah. But like, you won't cause you'll, you'll learn,
2: but, but you'll, you won't fail in the macro yeah, because like, no. like with a license, barring that you do something idiotic to lose your license.
0: Okay. But then you can be a consultant like us.
2: <laughs> with that being said, because we will go on and on and on with these three, when you have three people who
1: own and run their own podcasts, uh, we can talk for hours and hours and hours. Do you, yes. you plug the bulletproof? I have put the bulletproof. Right, so we're gonna let, we're gonna I want um uh, Craig just to plug it. But look, at the end of the day, what I will tell you all that are listening is that if you like this stuff, if if you're like wow. What they're talking about—that's that's the kind of stuff I want to be about. That's the stuff I want to learn more. Well, great news because both these guys here run unbelievable programs and opportunities to do that. So I think both of you should share what those look like.
0: Craig, Craig. Uh, so we have the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Me and my partner Peter Bolden. Um, as he tells people, I just write his coattails. Um, so I think that's pretty fair to say. Um, we have a Summit summit uh, once a year. We had the one. Summit is
1: great. I yeah. uh, took my team to the summit last year in Nashville. It was absolutely a blast.
0: Thanks, that was buddy. A great job. So it really We got one good. coming up in uh, Scottsdale, June 12th and 13th, uh, bulletproof dentalpractice.com. And then we have a mastermind. Um, uh, and we take uh, 30 people per year and we delve deep on this whole pathway from like first like me, what you want to create, know thyself, and then visioneering and creating a plan and then all the way down to fulfillment. Like they're reengaging and all this stuff. We have Bulletproof Dental Hygiene, Bulletproof Office Management. I think we're pretty much aligned to what, what you guys are doing. Yeah, Which is very cool. similar. I love that.
2: And look, I'll, here's what I'll, if you guys love Sully, you know what we do. So there we go. Yeah, my, there my but here's what I will say is, it's kind of like with me and Moody, okay? Is there's enough out there
0: that we don't compete with each other. I don't know who Moody is. Sorry, uh, he
2: runs implant pathway. He owns okay. implant pathway.
0: Okay, right? got it. Yeah. And
2: so people always say, "Well, you why do you guys have each other on the podcast? You compete with each other?" They go, "No, nah, we don't. Nah, nah, nah. We don't. Like we believe nah. in abundance, right? Yeah. And and there's more than enough out there, I and mean, we need to support each other." Yeah. Because if there's not people like us, it's yeah. vultures. Right?
0: Now, most of the business that would go to us <laughs> is actually going to the vultures. vultures unfortunately, are massive, I massive. massive. Like, I wish you could get 10 times more popular and us 10, and it still would be the most going to the vultures. Because yeah, they're still, just too good. Yeah, they, they're, they're, they're marketing machines, and people yeah. just eat it up. And, and unfortunately, it just doesn't People serve don't them. want to do the work it takes. Right, there. right, right, right.
2: It's, like, yeah. If I told you you can take a magic bean yeah. and get there, yeah. You would buy that before before the person tell you the truth that you're just going to have to work hard. Yeah. Right?
1: Right. Well, thank you, Craig, for coming on the show. This thanks is hi, a lot of your time. Craig's in town speaking to our study club. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Millennial Dentist. Visit us online at millennialdentist.com.